0: Let us pray. Generous God, we are reminded through scripture of the spiritual gifts that you give. We know that these are not for us to hold onto, but are gifts for us to share, gifts from you meant for giving. As we offer our tithes and offerings prompt us to commit more than dollars, but to see the gifts you have written on our hearts and to share generously of these as well. We pray these words in the name of Jesus. In whose way we follow. For whose love we are eternally grateful. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ. If you do feel so compelled to tithe with us. You can click on our link tree link which will take you to a tithe button. Or you can email us at newhopewww.gmail. Or at gmail.com. Our first scripture for today comes from Isaiah sixty second chapter, verses one through five. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest. Until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch, the nation shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. And a royal diadem in the hand of your God, you shall no more be termed forsaken. And your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called my delight is in her and your land married for the Lord delights in you and your land shall be married. Here ends our first reading for today. Our second reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1-11. through Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, these are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit and there are varieties of services, but... The same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, to one is given through the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. Here ends our second reading. And our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11. do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification. Each holding 20 or 30 gallons, Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chef. Or the chief store, sorry. <clears throat> So they took it out when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there a few days. Here ends our scripture from the Gospel of John. And this brings me to a message for this morning, entitled, Signs. Now, how many of you, brothers and sisters, are believers in signs? Do you believe that Christ gives us signs each day of our lives? And I just want to give you some time to think about that. And I hope that you are answering yourself honestly and not just what you think someone would want to hear, that your pastor would want to hear, that Christ would want to hear because he knows what's in your heart. Now we see signs all the time. We see traffic signs. We see s- we- advertisement signs and they're all that tell us something i mean ultimately that's what a sign is and what it does is it tells us something even in the bible there are many signs that we see there are many signs in our lives but sometimes we're too stubborn to listen aren't we Sometimes we feel like we are better than what we are seeing. Yet, let's take for example the book of Isaiah. Back in chapter 7. Starting with verse ten. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be deep as Sheol, or high as heaven. But Ah said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in, dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring on you and on your people and on your ancestral house Such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. Now, a key part of this passage that I want to pick out is verse 14. And I'm going to read it again, which says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Now many of us love the season we just finished celebrating and that is the season of Christmas. We love the story of Christ's birth, but ultimately there were signs given through prophecy back in Isaiah of the coming of Christ. We see here in the Old Testament that that prophecy was given, and in the New Testament it was fulfilled. We see even much more in today's gospel from the book of John, where Christ ultimately gives his first sign to all the people of his power, that he is the son of God. But how many of us believe that? How many of us understood this sign from the gospel? I mean, even at one point, his own mother had asked him to help and Christ replied to her and said, My hour has not yet come. Which is kind of interesting, that even to his own mother, he sits there and almost refused to help yet. So she leaves and instructs the servants that whatever he says to do, on which he then turns around and asks them to fill the six water jugs, with water. Now, back in that time, I'm sure water was probably not as crystal clear as what we pour from our faucets nowadays. It was probably murky and muddy, give or take. And yet, he is instructing the servants, these individuals, to go and fill 30 gallon water jugs with water. And from which then he, after they're filled, now, I can only imagine the weight now that is on these jugs. He asked them to spoon some out and bring it to the tree chief steward. And when he, the chief steward tastes the water, he tastes it and it's not water anymore, but it is wine. In fact, it is the highest quality of wine there is. And the only ones who know what really happened is the servants. And even the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. It's almost like questioning him, questioning Christ of Why would you serve the best wine at the end instead of it first? I mean, when we garden, when we go picking a fruit, we look for the best quality. And those with blemishes, those that aren't as good quality, we usually discount to sell or be pushed to next in line almost. And that's kind of the situation here that the chief steward was saying is the good wine is to come first, but instead you have saved it for last. And in verse 11, we see the scripture in the gospel of John telling us that Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, And it revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him because they had seen what he had done. That spiritual sign was made physical for them to see of his power. But even though this was the first sign of His, that He was the Son of God, it was not His last. And we we know that this is not His last. We know that He has healed the sick. We know that He has comforted the poor. And He's made whole. Others And he's cast out demons on others. But as we see his power as the Son of God, we must not forget as well of the spiritual gifts that we all receive. The signs we receive daily if we open our eyes. You see... Verse 7, we're going to pick up on in 1 Corinthians. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. We are given gifts for the common good, brothers and sisters. We are given power and these spiritual gifts for the common good to go out and share them with the world, not to hold on to them, not to open it up and be like, this is my precious. I can't share it but to ultimately share it with the world. To one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. Another, the working of miracles Another gets discernment. Another gets various kinds of tongues. And another gets the ability to translate those kinds of tongues. Because all of these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. Brothers and sisters, as we sit there and read this Almost signed to us today out of 1 Corinthians. May we look inwardly at ourselves. May we look to what it is that we are being told, what signs we are given, what gifts we have received from the Spirit. Maybe you can't sing very well. I don't always feel like I can but I still bring you Christian music. The point is scripture tells us that the spirit chooses what our gifts are and we may not know at the time. I want to share a quick story. When I was younger Much younger, um ten or twelve, I think, range. Family vacation. We had an old car or well not an old car, but one of the my parents' older cars. We're on vacation. We were set to make a left turn on the other side of this blind turn to pull into this uh information area. And as we were approaching to do so, there's oncoming traffic, so we have to wait. Three individuals were, you know, hot dog driving, you know, pedal to the metal, flying fast, sports cars. Two of them were able to swerve and avoid hitting us. The third crashed into the passenger side back of the car. Ultimately, the damage ended up totaling the vehicle. No one was tragically hurt. My mom and I were sitting on that side of the car, though. And, you know, medics came. They took my mother and I out of the hospital. The only thing we really had was, as they deemed at the time, whiplash. But. It is interesting because at that time, I remember going to the garage to help clean out the car with my father, and the garage had sat there and said, asked the question of who was sitting in the passenger side back seat. And my father said my son was, and he said, oh, man, he's lucky. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, why how was I lucky? You know, as a kid, like you wonder these things. You're like, whoa, 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 like why? Where's this coming from? And ultimately the reason was because there was about a foot and a half to two feet of compacted metal against this structural bar of the back seat on the passenger side. Call it by grace I mean, obviously it's a bar, so there's only so much room of it, but a little bit above, a little bit below, and it would have impaled me ultimately, which ultimately could have killed me at that time or severely hurt me. And I bring this up because at the time I sat there as a kid and I'm like, whoa, man, lucky, that was a miracle. But as I got older and older, I started realizing that maybe that was a sign. A sign that Christ had a different plan for me. The Lord had a different job for me moving forward. And the Lord, who sees our futures before we do, knew that if I made the right choices, I could see some of those through. And I bring this up ultimately as a reminder that You know, signs come in all shapes and forms. Sometimes it's something as simple as a whisper that says, don't leave yet. Okay. I heard a message on social media the other day where someone actually hurt, felt like they were being told not to leave somewhere and ended up meeting a fellow Christian And hitting it off and becoming friends. But there was a reason why they They were supposed to meet that person. And every now and then, it just reminds me of the things that we take for granted in life. It reminds me of the things that we push out of our minds or that we don't listen to. The signs that Christ gives us daily of where we're supposed to be in life, where he is wanting us to go. So as we conclude our message for today, brothers and sisters, I look to you and I almost challenge you to start looking for the signs of which Christ is telling you in your lives. But not just that, when you see the signs of which Christ wants you to do, where he wants you to be, who he wants you to be, when you understand the gifts that the Spirit has given you and how you're supposed to use them, when you step up to the plate and use them for good, Will you listen to Christ's command and the Spirit telling you where you should be and how you should be doing things? Or will you let the temptations of this world pull you back into sin? It's up to you on how you choose to listen to the signs Christ sends to your life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you on this blessed Sunday morning. We look to you, Father, for your grace, for your mercy, and ultimately for this continued signs that your Son, Jesus Christ, sends to us and the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. Help us, Father, to see these signs, to discern what those signs are telling us. Father, we know through you all things are possible, and we know right now you are, have the power to change things in this world. Open our eyes to what it is we are supposed to see. Give us the signs in which we can understand as we go forth in this land as your disciples, faithful and humble. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, at the wedding in Cana, your son Jesus turned water into wine, delighting all who were there. Transform our hearts by your spirit, that we may use our varied gifts to show forth the light of your love as one body in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, go in peace, amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship-without-walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.